The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boat mending their nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I have these happy and serene memories of fishing with my father as a child. There were difficulties in that relationship, so I deeply cherished these lovely and peaceful times we had together. A fishing day started, of course, with digging worms. We knew just where to go to find the nice, tasty worms for the fish. Somehow, Pa, I called my father Pa, was always on the cleaner shovel end of the task, and I was on the worm end, but it's all good. Our farm was on Norway Lake, about two hours west of here, and the fishing was good. It was all pretty quiet. We rode the boat, and we didn't say very much. Pa taught me that if you talked in the boat, it scared the fish. Not sure if that's true, but it did teach me the joy of quietly listening to nature. The birds, the sound of the water lapping gently uh, against the side of the boat and the feel in my hand of the fish biting on my small fishing rod. Some days the fish didn't bite, but mostly they did. And I loved catching a sunfish and watching it spiral up out of the water. We had our spots for bass, and sometimes we put on the motor and trolled for northerns or walleyes. We did not do catch and release. We did catch and clean and eat. It was part of our large family's food plan and my mother's creamed walleye was something to behold. I wonder this morning if Jesus ever went fishing. After his cousin John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus began his ministry, proclaiming the good news of God, saying, the time has fulfilled, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the good news, and then he headed for the water. At the Sea of Galilee, he called some fishermen, Simon, Andrew, James, and John, to follow him and be part of his ministry. Follow me, he said, and I will make you fish for people. We can imagine that from years of fishing, they already knew some things about patience and perseverance, about hard work, about paying attention, about knowing things don't always go your way and coming back to fish another day. Notice that 
Jesus called them in language they knew well, calling fishermen to fish for people. If they had been carpenters, he might have asked them to build God's kingdom, or if doctors, to heal my people, or if parents, to nurture my children, or if musicians, to sing God's song. He calls them in ways that fit who they are. And although he was calling those particular men to leave their boats, he wasn't calling them to leave their experience or intelligence behind. He was calling them to bring their best selves, all their experience and know-how and heart, to him. They were invited to become even more fully who they are. Jesus calls us like that too. Our call from him takes place not in an abstract way, but right here in the reality of our lives. When we follow him, we do it in the here and now, with our friends and families, in our schools and communities, our places of work and play. We can trust that the God who created us and who knows us invites us to bring all we are into this following him business. We bring our minds, our history, our education, our experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, our skills, achievements, even our brokenness. Sometimes I think God especially gets a kick out of using parts of us we don't like very much to make something beautiful for ministry. God did that for someone close to my heart, someone to whom I am very grateful but have never met. Her name is Sybil Macbeth. Some of you know that one of my favorite ways to pray is called Praying in Color, and it started with Sybil. She has a wonderful little book called Praying in Color, so if you like, you can read more about her. Now, Sybil is a math teacher, a dancer, a wife, and a mom. She likes color. She loves God. She likes to doodle. Now, Sybil's mother was an artist, and her grandmother was an artist, and she said that when she came out of the womb, she couldn't draw anything. Not a dog, not a cat, not a stick figure. She had no artistic talent at all, which she thought was very unfair. Also, in what she considers to be her deficit column, she can't sit still. She fidgets. She's a dancer. She likes to be in motion. So the method of prayer where you sit very quiet and still, which is perfect for so many people, was difficult for her. She just wasn't wired that way. However, she had many people in her life who needed prayer, who had specifically asked her to pray for them. And although she considered praying for people to be a sacred trust, she wasn't praying for them as she wanted to be because the ways she had been taught to pray did not come naturally to her. Well, one day she went out on her porch and she sat down with her colored pencils and a pad of paper and thought about those dear friends who had asked for prayer and thought about God's love for them. And after half an hour or so, she looked down at her paper, and it was now filled with the lines and colors that she had been doodling, almost unaware. And she realized that all that time, 
She had, in fact, been praying. She had been lifting those friends up to the tender care of God. And not only that, but God had given her a new way to pray with her pencils and color and gentle movement, a prayer drawing. If someone had said to her before this, Sybil, God is calling you to teach thousands of people to pray, she would have said, you have the wrong person. But here's the beautiful thing. God took the things she liked about herself, her love of God, her desire to pray, her love of color and doodling, and combined them with what she did not like, her lack of artistic ability and her inability to sit still, and gave her a new and beautiful way to pray. Eventually, she thought that maybe other people were wired by God in the same way she was, and maybe God wanted her to share this method of prayer with others. So she did, and it has awakened the prayer lives of thousands of people. It's been a great blessing to me and one I love to share with others. Jesus says, follow me. Follow me, Simon and Andrew and James and John, and I will make you fish for people. Follow me, Sybil, and I will make you a prayer teacher. And he might add to all of us, bring me all of who you are, even the parts you aren't crazy about, because they may be just what I need for my kingdom. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? That when God calls us, God calls us where we are, in the midst of our families, our friends, our community. And God calls us as we are, with nothing wasted, able to make ministers who reflect God's love to this world. May God give us the willingness to offer our whole selves and to follow. In the name of Jesus, amen.